You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. So glad you're with us and uh, very grateful to have you here. We've got a lot of important conversations to have. Uh, and uh, we'll start with what's going on in some of the uh, committee hearings that have begun and are underway on Capitol Hill. Stay with us. Kevin McCullough, I'm going to start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. Yeah, he is playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. The odds are he's right. All right, one of the things I'm seeing a lot on social media is the desire to have uh, follow through on what the Republicans who ran for the House, that took the House this time, uh, to follow through on their promises uh, legislatively uh, and with oversight uh, committee um, uh, duties in particular. And we have seen in recent days a number of those hearings uh, get underway. Uh, and in fact, uh, you've got uh, even Jim Jordan sending some messages uh, just yesterday uh, saying that he's not pleased with how the Department of Justice is responding when it comes to uh, their willingness to abide by uh, oversight hearings. And uh, Merrick Garland and others are going to have to come up to the Hill and talk to him. That's what happens when you have oversight. You have to you have to give account for what you do. And uh, that is going on in a variety of different settings. Yesterday, there was... Um, or on Monday, I guess, there was uh, a House Homeland Security Committee hearing that showed some pretty powerful testimony. And here to discuss is Tommy Pago of uh, the Republican National Committee. Um, and uh, Tommy's been with us before. Tommy, uh, what's going down in that committee hearing? Uh, you, you wrote a piece about it uh, describing some of the powerful testimony that took place. Well, I think one of the main things that's happening is showing the impacts of that crisis of the fentanyl, the border fuel fentanyl crisis. And it really is powerful testimony that was being given uh, about the impacts really nationwide of that crisis. We heard from mothers. We heard from law enforcement. Uh, we heard from uh, people that have really been at the front lines of combating this crisis. And unfortunately, we've also heard that the Biden administration has completely cut ties with or at least not giving information with local law enforcement officials that the federal government under Joe Biden has seemed bent to not communicate with local officials. And that type of communication is so necessary, especially when dealing with a crisis of this magnitude. You go so far as to say that the DHS secretary had the audacity to scoff at concerns uh, and the claim that the border is and claim that the border was secure. Um, and Biden insists that it's not even important enough to warrant his time. Uh, I would say that the emotional outcry of some of the people that testified in that hearing said otherwise. I would agree entirely. And I think it really just shows the disconnect between Joe Biden, his administration and the reality that's just not at the it's not only at the border. It's everywhere. Uh, we're seeing really uh, the number one killer of young Americans now are overdoses, which has been fueled by this surge of synthetic fentanyl that's come over the border. So securing the border is essential in combating that. Uh, but yet when Mayorkas is asked about it, he, he says that the border is secure. 
But then when asked what is his definition of secure, he can't even give it. He can't give a definition of secure. And I, I think any reasonable person looking at this that is seeing a record amount of fentanyl coming over this border, a record amount of fentanyl poisoning our communities, a record number of illegal immigrants crossing the border and escaping into this country, over 1.2 million since Joe Biden took office. Any reasonable person would look at that and say the border is not secure. But for Joe Biden and Mayorkas to go out there and say that is such a contrast to the hundreds of thousands of Americans that have lost loved ones, have lost friends, to this fentanyl crisis, which has been fueled by these evil cartels that are producing this deadly substance and smuggling it over the border. Can you um, can you go side by side here f- for us, Tommy, and uh, describe the border that uh, Joe Biden inherited and how it looks different than it does today? Well, when Joe Biden came into office, he actually had a working border security process. You had a a huge decline in the number of encounters. Those are people that cross over the border and oftentimes turn themselves into Border Patrol. You also had less gotaways, which are people that cross the border illegally and purposefully avoid detention by law enforcement. So you can assume if they don't want to be detained by law enforcement, there's some malicious intent for the people crossing the border there. You had a, a, a huge decline in the number of encounters. You had a system that was working in a process that was actually processing people and having legitimate claims of asylum examined. Then you have Biden coming into office, who on day one rips up many of the deals that Trump had put into place in order to secure the border, decides to undermine immigration law enforcement, leading to record low deportations, decides to tie the hands of border officials, decides instead of having the backs of border law enforcement to smear border law enforcement every single chance he gets. And the result is you go from this massive decline in encounters in Godaways to a huge spike. In fact, mm-hmm. the most on record. There are the most illegal encounters at the border on record and 1.2 million Godaways that have escaped into this country. So basically the side-by-side is you had a working process when Biden came into office. And right now the process has completely collapsed. Indeed, discouraging. The, the current Congress is limited in what can it, in what it can achieve Um, What is the hope of these hearings and will it lead to any actionable, um, you know, strategies being implemented? Well, one of the objectives or at least uh, goals is to find information about whether or not Mayorkas has really fulfilled his obligations as DHS secretary. Based off of the facts and looking at it from my end, it seems like he hasn't and it's worth that investigation. And if the facts show that Mayorkas has failed, to live up to his responsibilities than to pursue impeachment. That's one of the stated goals of the House GOP. And I think that's one of the first things that needs to happen here is examine the failures of DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas because he has really failed to secure this border and explicitly refuses to enforce the law. Then on top of that, in addition to having these hearings looking at impeachment or the possibility of impeachment, by really shining a light on the ways that Biden's policies have failed, then you're able to make an argument for what needs to change, what policies need to be re-put into place, and really show how this policy of Biden ripping up this border security measure, stopping the wall from being built, how that's led to this huge spike, and then have proposals and legislation that you can put before the American people and say, this is what we need, this is the type of common-sense border security we need, and make that argument in an effective way. That seems... Uh, that, that seems reasonable and i know that the american people are far more united on this than anything that the current administration would like us to think uh e- even when you drill down into the uh, numbers amongst hispanic americans 
Uh, you have an overwhelming majority of people that want to see the border gotten under control. I don't know how they avoided uh, real punishment for this in the uh, midterms. It seems to me that uh, this was the midterms to uh, especially uh, get that done, uh, but it does not appear to be getting any better, and I hope that as people are talking about uh, what to do from this point forward, you got to understand you can't just have a House. You need a House and a Senate and a president to actually execute action and take actions that would be, uh, you know, uh, responsive in this. I think one of the things, Tommy, that I, I, I don't think people remember is that Donald Trump took the issue of the fentanyl crisis extremely seriously because he had a brother who had struggled with addiction issues. And he lost that brother, and he talked uh, at length in his campaign about doing something about this, and he actually did it. I mean, uh, even especially even on places like uh, Long Island and other places where uh, gangs had, had surged in, in recent years and had brought uh, drugs, uh, you saw actionable strategies put into place, and the, the world changed. At least uh, it was headed in a different direction, uh, and that has all been undone and all lost. Uh, while Joe Biden has been on the um, on the watch, and it's it's really sad to see. Dami, I'll give you the last word. Well, it is sad, and it's part of really the three-pronged effort Trump took, which was to hold China accountable when it produces the synthetic uh, uh, opioids, to secure the border to keep them from being smuggled in, and to enforce the law so drug dealers in our communities don't have leeway. And on every single one of those instances, Biden has, instead of holding China accountable, letting them off the hook, has opened the border and refuses to enforce the law in this country. And the devastating yeah. result is this fentanyl crisis we're seeing nationwide. All right. Uh, Tommy Pagat, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Kevin McCullough coming right back.